Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I have a co-host today with me, the one and only Mr. Kirby Brunslick. That's right. Not Dr. That's Kirby Brunslick. Not Dr. is Mr. I actually Mr. ask Dr. people to address me as not Dr. Kirby. <laughs> you would. Such a nine thing. Um Enneagram 9 for those who are listening for the first time. I'm sure that will not be the first time we reference the Enneagram today. Since today we are talking about our support roles, mm-hmm. working Cairo e non-Cairo. You know what? I think Andy Sandberg's production company is called Not a Doctor. Really? Mm-hmm. At the, like the end of episodes of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there'd be like a couple of the you know production things, and then his voice like, Not a Doctor. <laughs> That's Maybe funny. it's Nick Rolls. Um... No, so this came because um, I made you stand for a real last week. For a real long time. Okay, listen. (laughs) If you think I have any shame about how... Okay, I am a little embarrassed at how terrible my memory is. That was the funny part. You could not remember (laughs) the order. It's four lines. It's four lines. That happens at the clinic, too. Like, they'll be... Like, they don't... Morgan doesn't even ask me to do lots of talking because she just doesn't have the patience for how many times it takes me to be like, oh, that's what comes next. That's right. You should just talk extemporaneously instead of like any kind of scripted thing. I know reels you have to because you have to like hit the... What is extemporaneously mean? Off the dome. Like... Okay. Do you know what trending audio means? Like what... I know. I'm, that's what oh, I was Oh, please. Saying. Oh, what? Mr. Kirby Brunswick, please tell me about how to do reels. <laughs> you. Uh, but anyways, it was um, about, you know, being the female doctor in, or like, you know, in the business, and then the husband being the support. And y'all liked it because you're a bunch of women who have probably gone through a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it's always funny because the number one thing that happens is like well we just met that guy the other day who owns the wedding barn mm-hmm. and like uh, our friend introduced like this is Lauren and Kirby they like Lauren's a chiropractor at Blue Hills Chiropractic and they run it or something like that and he just like immediately turned to you and was like so you're a chiropractor too no here's what it is and here's where it gets complicated where I don't want to necessarily assume sexism is I will always assume sexism we say we own Blue Hills Chiropractic yeah. Which we do. Mm-hmm. But then, and used, you know, when we say like, and she's, she's a chiropractor 
And then they go, so you are too, like, so I think there's some confusion there that's maybe not, but there is definitely, you can tell the guy who's like, oh, you guys own, and then, like, think that I'm the chiropractor. Yeah, they, like, just want to, like, talk to you. But, but yeah, but that is frustrating because I have a lot, and it, I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. You like that? You got one. The correct way to say something. Because um, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, like, I have... We have people who co-own a vet clinic and, you know, they don't say we own yada, yada, yada. It's kind of like. Yeah, they don't work in the vet clinic, though. Neither. Do you, yeah. Yeah. And also, I suppose. I suppose. OK. But technically, she gets half of it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I suppose. All right. All right. So before that's anyway, that's how it was. Um, this idea started and then we threw something up and we got some questions from you guys to answer. So we're going to try and not take forever to answer each question I'm and not go on forever. too many tangents. Oh, so many tangents. Because we've got. Don't tell me not to tangent. <laughs> so you're going to intentionally tangent. I'm just going to be off on random tangents on no. Well, I think that's the thing about. No, don't tangent. <laughs> don't you dare. I saw what you were doing. Okay, let's do a listener highlight. All right, uh, this one is from Jess Cairo. I think it's supposed to maybe be, it's C-H-I-R-I-O. I always love when, I might have read this one before. Jess Cairo? Like, I don't know, I feel like I've had this talk about. Jishiro. Anyway, uh, it's titled Rockstar. It's five stars. It'd be weird if it was less. Dr. Lauren is a rock star. She is down to earth and will tell it to you like it is. I'm a recent graduate of Sherman College, double exclamation mark. Congratulations. I have enjoyed and shared many of Dr. Lauren's podcasts over the past year. Look forward to being a rock star chiropractor just like her. Triple exclamation mark. You know, that's a new one, but I swear I've read it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we should really get more organized about, but I mean, now we're like a hundred and some episodes in like where do you even start of like what have i read before Just what any, is god do, do any of the listeners want to put together a she slays a <laughs> day wiki work? where it says what was the intro <laughs> there's been so many different i was looking back there's been so many different iterations and ways like we started with different ways of naming them that has completely changed yeah looking at some of the episodes and remembering like some have ads in the middle of them mm -hmm. some don't like oh yeah i just had a company this week ask like um i actually had two companies this week i don't something must have happened i must have gone somewhere she slays like must have gotten promoted somewhere because i had two pretty big names reach out asking me to be on their podcast this week mm. and a couple businesses and i'm like what's going on maybe the the stuff for speaking at the women's conference down in florida maybe and then they listen to the podcast and they're like this chick is gonna get on stage and give an eloquent speech <laughs> by the way can you swear at your speech dummy i don't know how they'll stop me i thought you were gonna say i don't fucking care <laughs> i i mean what are they good i'm not yeah, good. I once never it comes out of your mouth they're not gonna rush swear. the stage but sometimes i just get really excited and you the only way to communicate that excitement is a little curse word Okay, so just, okay, what I'll do, since I am pretty sure I read this, I don't know, because I got stumbled on the Cairo spelt the, mm. the same way too, where I, um, was earlier this week on Wednesday, Rosemary Batansky, Dr. Okay. Rosemary, uh, the president of the Women Chiropractor Association, 
she gave us a verbal uh, listener highlight by saying that she saves episodes to like binge listen on vacation. And she will just be sitting on the beach like with headphones in and like be laughing out loud. And she's like, I save them. And I get so excited when I know I have multiple to listen to. Well, that's great. Well, that's uh, so she is some point in the future listening to this moment now while on vacation. So enjoy your vacation. It's probably the women chiropractor. Oh, yeah, because yeah, she's on vacation while she's doing yeah. that. Grab another drink and uh, just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, OK, let's pray. Pray. And then start answering questions. Cool. Do you want me to do it? I do. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again to have these interesting and important conversations. Um, help our experience to hopefully um, give a path or at least enlighten uh, couples going through similar situations. Help them as they go on a very difficult but very rewarding journey. Um, help the people listening and us uh keep you and our marriages at the center of our lives and not lose focus um, and help us just see people around us who need us and run towards them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, okay. Funny, just mini story is our family. Sorry, no tangents. <laughs> okay. Also, you got really quiet there. I guarantee you like people either had to decide like, do I care if I, what I can hear? And he said, or they just turned you up. But Oh, well, um, I was praying. Yeah. I can... Cut that section and well, are you gonna have to cut this there. section about you talking about cutting sections? Nope. Can we please stay on track? Did I go on a tangent? So, <laughs> our family cycles through three different prayers uh, for dinner mm-hmm. each night. Each one kind of has their own bit. Yes, I um, love it. <laughs> I love it. So we have this one: God is great, God is good, and we thank Him for this food. Amen. And there's like this, um, like overhead, like, how would you describe that visibly for people? It's like if you took the the classic prayer hands and then just brought them up over the top of your head. And then as you're saying it, (laughs) pump your hands up and down above your head. (laughs) And for some reason we got into, we have to say it as fast as As possible. possible. And then you clap really loud when you say amen. Like a big alligator. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's the bit for that one. Then we do a normal one. We sing, oh, the Lord is good to me. And so we thank the Lord for giving me the things we need, the sun and the rain and the apple tree. Tree tree is what we decided on. There was a big conversation about whether it was apple seed or apple tree for a long time. Oh, the Lord is good to me. And then you sing amen over over and over. Instead of saying amen, 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 we all do our own different thing. No, we go amen, 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 amen. Oh, and then we go into like all sorts of weird. It usually ends up with a. It's either oh, a howl man. or a ululation. Oh, no, we do say oh man. We go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah. we have a normal one. Yep, but then we add a. It's like the Catholic grace prayer, yeah. but then we also add and we also pray for peace in the world. That's so. clearly working. We should just make sure. <laughs> totally. We should keep doing that one. So, all right. Anyways. On to. On to. Our very first question. Um, is it possible for this, meaning Cairo e non Cairo, uh, to be the only source of income for the household? Question mark. And then she goes, comfortably? Question mark. No, next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think hmm. we cover a little bit of this in what was the episode we did about tra- me transitioning? 27. 27 uh, about me transitioning from corporate work to 
being full-time in the clinic. Yeah, that was a much more detailed episode about like calculating financial risk. Mm -hmm. But to summarize, I guess, we didn't just jump in and go like, oh, Lauren's a doctor now. Let's both start a clinic and her be a chiropractor and me not be a chiropractor and let's start a business. Like we had, we were fortunate enough that I had a good paying corporate job um, and we didn't move me fully into the practice until the practice was making enough and I was involved enough in the practice Mm -hmm. where it was like, it's silly for me to keep taking side consulting gigs that take away from my time with the practice that, you know, still pay decent, but interrupt our lives. Yeah, they did pay really good. (laughs) But, but, um, you did a much better job answering that because I was just going to laugh and go like, bitch, you're not following me on Instagram. (laughs) Like I live in that life. Yeah. that's the thing now we're now i mean and at that point we were already comfortable but if you listen to any of our financial episodes we live pretty well within our means and we aggressively pay off debt Mm -hmm. and we're saving like Mm -hmm. so we're definitely making enough money to be comfortable with our whole family income coming from a single business yes okay did we do good next I th- the answer is yes. Yeah, but, it, but you got to like, do more be, calculated. There needs to be a little advice in there, though, too. Of so you need to. <laughs> you just gave it. You need to think about what does your family need. What's your version of comfort? And looking at that, actually putting it down on paper, and then reverse engineering to go how many people would we need to see? It also involves understanding your business because it's not revenue; it's always profit. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, our family needs a hundred thousand dollars a year to pay off our debts, to pay for our house, to go on our trips, to live comfortably. Okay, so you need 100000 in profit. What are your margins? How many? What would that mean for revenue? And then how many people would you need to see? Can you pull that off? Like, work backwards and figure out, like, if mm-hmm. what you need, because you have a ton of debt and you live in Manhattan and you need $400,000 a year to be comfortable, mm-hmm. you're going to have to build a pretty killer practice fast. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of this question will get answered continually through because it's like, well, what do you mean by comfortable? Because do you plan on having children? Mm -hmm. So your idea of how much it costs for the family is different. But also now you start having equations of like what there's not just financial comfort. There's, well, if mom is working, you know, if I'm gone before our kids wake up two days a week, Mm -hmm. I hate that. It's a temporary thing right now. Um, but you know, if Kirby was also gone and were like missed dinner three nights a week because of his work, like that wouldn't be comfortable even if we were making money, a lot more money. So it is like financially comfort. Yes. Is an equation. And it might not be something right away. If you're starting a practice and your spouse has a job, it might be really nice to keep them in that position for a while so you're not like desperate just for any money and you were building a practice you actually care about yeah um Um, were you gonna go on to the next one i have one more thing on um the other thing is looking at what your business is spending and what it needs and what your skill sets are so Mm -hmm. a big part of me transitioning over and what might be for other people is depending on what your skill set is you may be paying someone else a lot of money that you could keep in house. So yes. we could be paying a website company $1,500 a month to 
do our website and we could be paying a video production company a thousand dollars a finished minute to do all of our ads Mm -hmm. we could be being a social like a facebook ads person we could be paying extra for accounting we could be extra so yeah so we'll get to that a little more when we get into our roles Okay. okay okay so in the beginning did it put a strain on your marriage um i don't okay so what i think we'll talk more about like just we should have prefaced that like working together puts a strain on our marriage to this date yeah i think working separately would put a strain on our marriage um so like kirby and i we're not gonna lie to you like we disagree and bicker our marriage is in a good spot so it's not like unsafe but it's like oh yeah we have not like figured this out um, no no i and i think that's a good point of not working together also so when you think about it and, and personally we can talk about our case a big part of why i went full full into the business and haven't been taking side consulting things was i was mostly in the business but still feeling out for projects and then I would get a project that would take up anywhere between 15 and 40 hours a week for anywhere from three weeks to six weeks. And in those weeks, it was great because there was more money, but we weren't happy as a family because I would still have to get all the stuff I was supposed to do for the clinic. I was still supposed to be taking care of the kids as much as I could. And then that meant a lot of times I would have to do work at night mm-hmm. and that mentally took a that toll on you, bigger, you know, yeah. and me because you, that was our time to connect mm-hmm. and our time to talk about the business and have fun ideas. But I was going like, okay, I did this for Blue House Cairo. I got the kids. Now I have to go do this for my work and mm-hmm. know like, you know, I was just working and not being a person really. Yeah. Um, I would say a strain that we had to work on in the beginning and we being more me was the whole it's our business Mm -hmm. that's i I think there's still since you're doing most of the work it's a natural connection people put in their head of like these hands go away there's no money yep yep um but yeah it it's definitely figuring out like that on the component of like no 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 no, it is ours even though you're the chiropractor and you're not but like this is we're doing this together you even if you didn't um this is kind of what i was bringing up with the vet thing where it's like even if you weren't in clinic like i get to work on i get to be at work as much as i am i get to focus on building that building because you are willing to be there for our children. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was no kids, maybe that would be a little le- little more blurry of like, is it ours? Like, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah, if, if I was off like playing Frisbee golf while you were working all day, it might I mean, be a little. You don't want to bring I'm, up golfing. I've never played Frisbee golf. Yeah. That, is that why I said Frisbee golf uh-huh. instead of golf? Uh-huh. Kirby's never been had a day where golfing was the majority. Anyways. Um, so, yes, in the beginning... It consistently does. It evolves like sometime, you know, 11 years in, I feel like there are still some things that are getting worked out. And but like, you know, it's it's marriage. It's kind of like, how'd you figure out how to like raise the kids when they were first born? It's like, oh, well, we had that fight then when they were infants. Mm -hmm. And now we have different fights now that they're six and nine. 
And they're kind of all circling around the same thing where I'm a stricter parent and you're not like, you know, like, um, so it's like, well, we still have similar fights and it's not that we haven't grown. It's just the problems change. And And I think you'll find if you're, this is the hardest thing when you're in it, but you find if you're having consistent fights about an issue, that that's a thing that both of you probably need to work on and make some changes or change some attitudes. Mm -hmm. So like we still, we still have issues, especially when you're in high stress where I understand it of, I can't, there are certain things I can't take the burden off. And, you know, right now we're a little understaffed. We're working on that, but you have to adjust a lot of people by yourself right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that puts a burden on you. And I try to support that by doing whatever I can within my capacity at the business and, you know, taking care of the house and taking care of the kids, but that still bubbles over. Mm -hmm. And so we are physically doing the things to change that, but that's going to happen in a little while. Yeah. But for now, it's still, it's still a point of contention. It's still fights. It's still, you know, bad energy that, that we got to keep handling in the meantime. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you help figure out, like, okay, we can afford, you know, if you were a spouse that was like, ah, extra docs are a lot of money. I don't know if we can afford that. You know, that would yeah. be that would be different. Okay. What role do each of you play for the business side of the practice? I am the visionary. I am, I know you don't like it, but like I am. Um, I am the like I'd buy, fine with you being the visionary. Well, I, f- I felt like you were like, I come up with ideas too. Oh, gosh. No. Oh. no, I mean, I know I do, but. I am the one that, like, I am the CEO that is, you know, on the front line with the team, needing to keep um, morale up, able to see because I'm, like, there all the time, mm-hmm. see issues and bring them home to Kirby to discuss, um, and obviously the adjuster. Yeah. All those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more the executioner. I like yep. to say. Uh, when the ideas come up um, or the big plans between, usually between myself and Morgan, uh, we kind of divvy up how we're going to actually get things done. Morgan executes a lot more of the in-clinic uh, communicating with the staff stuff. I do more of anything big or technical um, outside or anything creative. Um, so I build and manage and change the website, uh, do all the Facebook ads, shoot all the video and photos, edit those, uh, handle a lot of the QuickBooks stuff in the background, any finance issues. So, you know, we built a couple buildings and purchased a couple, uh, pieces of land. So I deal with all the banking. Um, yeah, like all of the grant stuff from COVID, all of the, like, um, you also more recently, really stepped in more as an HR role. Yeah. Yeah. So which I'll communicate has been with lovely. Yeah. I'll communicate with, with staff, um, about any issues in a lot of the, the payroll stuff. I don't actually do the payroll, but if there's any changes or, or onboarding someone, um, just the fixer. Yeah. The actual physical fixer of things too. And then also I'm the landscape or the lawn boy. <laughs> So our lawn boy, it's really funny because if you haven't seen my IGTV of like how our clinic is set up, we have these giant window or door, like glass doors that open onto a deck right by our adjusting area. And all summer long, just 
oh, I'm adjusting people. And there goes my husband on his little riding lawnmower. And I'm like, yep, yep, totally sure that a 16-year-old boy would probably be a better um, use of financial time. But if you whatever. can find one that we can pay, not too much to do that. I will gladly give up that. But the big thing is, is I don't like the big lawn companies that charge a ton. And it's yeah. like, we already own yeah. a lawnmower. Like, I can do that in 20 minutes. So, yeah. So, Kirby works from home. He, did you even bring up the kids stuff? No, that was, I was just going like, to say, like, like, a big Also, part Kirby is not full-time Blue Hills Cairo. Yeah. Like, it is, did you say you're, like, 80? 80%? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say 75 to 80. And then it's, you know, the the girls get off the bus around 3.30. And I'm always here for them. I usually take them to school most days. Uh, I take off early to take them to piano on Tuesdays. But you are there the for the team meeting. Yep. I'm, I'm at the team meeting. So I'm involved. But then I... You do marketing meetings with a marketing person. Yep. Yeah, you do all, the, like you said, the tech stuff. But like, I don't even go to... I Once a year, I sometimes have to show up for a signature. It's really funny because it's the only time I see my accountant because she gets adjusted at our, our clinic. And I'm just like... Hey, how are you? What like what am I saying? It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Well, you're not eleven year catfishing me. <laughs> I can show you every document ever. Um, you don't know how to read them, but I don't. I would turn to you and I'd be like, "Is my husband catfishing me?" <laughs> okay. Um, next question: Are there ever any arguments because he isn't a Cairo? Um, and it says like philosophy, etc. So first of all, I will say our, our biggest argument is because you can't adjust and I'm a three wing four and oh my gosh, I wing four hard. Just like, you don't understand how stressful it is adjusting all these people. You, you literally said there is no way you could even comprehend. Do you know? How to have 190-second conversations. No, I don't. With people. Like, I've not trained on it. I would not like it. It's, it's the worst. I, yeah, I know. Do you know how to build a spreadsheet? <laughs> no, but I wouldn't have to talk to people. Um, so I would say that is our number one cairo e non cairo um, Philosophically, I would say you've taught me so much, and I go. I like to find congruent philosophies mm -hmm. so like that's been a lot of my religious journey is like you 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 drink the cairo juice yeah because it like, makes sense to me like you i have to actually temper you back from getting adjusted yeah like kirby would get adjusted three times a week if i let him um and so if you were like flippant about chiropractic care mm. and i was like hey you haven't been adjusted in like three weeks like do you want to be adjusted? And if you were like, mm, my back doesn't hurt, I think I would like rage. Yeah. Um, so that is really, really helpful that like when, so episode 64 is where we talk much more in depth about this. Raising holistic kids is mm -hmm. it a deal breaker. Um, and which is really funny. Do you remember the question to that one? It, they were like engaged or something. They were about to be engaged. Was it about vaccinating kids? I don't know what it was about. It was something where she was just like, almost like, am I crazy? That he, like she was worried about something that he didn't even say. 
Oh yeah, so like, funny she was worried that he came... was gonna be yeah thinking this way. And... Yes, she came back after that episode and was just laughing, being like, "Okay, yep, you're right. You talked me down. I might have been going a little, but it was still great um, conversation around." Um, it would be very difficult if you, if I had to, if we disagreed on vaccinations, if we disagreed on antibiotics, mm-hmm. if, you know, I mean, there are times where you'll just show up with the girls after school, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago, Ty might have a broken finger, like, and you trusted me, your very human wife to assess whether our child's finger was broken and whether you should go in. Like if you would have gone straight to urgent care. I'd have been like, that'd have been um, really weird. Would have been weird. <laughs> well, been. and and I think beyond so there's the there's the arguments that could happen between Cairo and non Cairo are, um, you know, obviously lifestyle and children, and then I think like business style and what we're going for there too, and I think that comes back to a like things to holistically fit a philosophy. So when we've had to do some big investments in technology, say um, mm-hmm. or building a new building, I, since I'm in on the philosophical purpose of our business and who we serve, because we've had those hard conversations, because we've done the the work on knowing what our vision and mission and everything for this whole organization is, when it does come to, we need to spend 15 grand on scanning equipment. And I go, will it give the patients a better experience? Will you be a better doctor with it? And if and we can communicate and I go like, here is how this will change the experience for our patients and will allow them to get better results in our clinic to be able to serve better. Yeah, it is kind of you're like, OK, let's I do it. You know, like, yeah, because I know if we have the right stuff in place that fits our philosophy, then we're going to have better retention numbers. We're going to have an easier time converting new patients. So it will pay for itself. Yeah. Now, if it was huge, huge, like we got to always run the numbers, but then it's just a question, you know, like yeah. then and then we can have that conversation of, okay, if this equipment costs a ton, will we get better retention or more patients because of it? And if you go, oh, I don't know, then right. we have our answer. Yep. Um, okay. What, your husband's support roles look like for your relationship, family, home? I think we answered that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> well, there's more questions that are a little more... Well, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, on the emotional level. Yeah, I think no. We've really... So, next question is, how do you lift each other up in your respective roles? Dirty dancing style. I hold you above <laughs> my head. <laughs> that is virtually impossible to do. We tried in that pool in post. We tried. <laughs> we have lots of video footage of trying in that pool. I don't think people understand how difficult that is and how rigid the person on top needs to hold their you body. <laughs> okay, I was like a board though. And then I just like would plop over like a board. Tells <laughs> <laughs> us that Patrick Swayze was just jacked in it that It also movie helped. Too. I'm pretty sure they hadn't had four margaritas. <laughs> Now we're going to have to find that video footage and share it because, um, um, but so, okay. How do I support you? Why don't you go first on this one? (laughs) I'm going to need a second to think. So, um, I think in, it's easy for people to kind of go in stereotypes. So like I'm a bit of the fifties housewife type of thing where like, I know you're going to come home super stressed 
or like, especially now because we are seeing so many people and we're a little short staffed. I know that you are on, I'd say half the days come home, just either beaten down or just had a frustrating day or just physically exhausted. Physically. So I try to create the environment that I know is going to not add any more stress and hopefully be relaxing. So I usually do have dinner ready by that time because the girls are ready to eat. You get home between 5.30 and 6. Um, usually like to have the house tidy because I know that's really upsetting for you. It really I could, is. I could clean it at 8 o'clock. I could clean it at 4 o'clock. Either way is fine with me. But I know that's stressful for you. I try to give you space um, right away when you get home. Uh, when you're... There's a weird vacillation that you do of... <laughs> I'll ask you how your day was, and you'll go, I do not want to talk about it. And then about 10 minutes later, 15 minutes I really minutes do later, love my job, you guys. <laughs> like, I, we have an amazing practice. Oh, yeah. It's just... Well, it's just in that moment. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll we'll then be grateful and, and talk about it later in the evening. But so 10 minutes after you say, I do not want to talk about it, you'll come out and start telling me about it. Like a half story. A half story. And then I'll ask like a single question. I'll be like, I don't I understand. I don't want to talk about it. And then you go, I don't want to talk about it. So I'm patient with that. That's how I lift you up. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, I think. You, um, you allow me as the visionary you used to kind of immediately start like poking holes mm-hmm. in things as like kind of the data person used to just kind of immediately be like, uh, I don't know if that'll work because, mm-hmm. and that would just like be, a, so you've really changed your perspective um, to kind of ask more prodding questions of like, do you think that would help this or, you know. I would say the other thing is in learning you and learning your process, I think I've learned to listen, and even if I have concerns about an idea, um, let you get it all out, let you vent, and just be heard. And if you're really upset, or if you have a really out there idea, let you just stew on it for a while, and then usually you find your way back to. <laughs> yeah, there's been some funny ideas. They're like, yeah, you're right. That was a. That didn't. Work. And the thing is, I don't have to even bring up any objections uh, it's not i'm right and you're wrong or i told you so it's because i just go that's really interesting mm-hmm. you know like we'll have to take some time to look into that and then a day or two later it goes away or you go like eh, that's not gonna work right so just being patient with that because yeah i would understand if you're if you're excited in the moment it's really frustrating to be shot down so i still don't have anything what would who I mean I have lots of ideas but what how do you think I support you part of the way that we've set up our life and our different personality styles is that all the support goes to me is that we have a lifestyle where I have space to do a lot of work myself so I start every morning with reading and journaling and meditating and I get to work out during the day yeah like so much of that is like how much less support would you need if you could have a more flexible schedule? Yeah. Like 100%. If, if yeah, you, I didn't need to work out at five 30 in the morning or quick on my lunch break and then don't shower and just spray yourself with. Yeah. Like if, if you had, if you had 10 hours, 20 hours less of work a week and then you would be cleaning the house more and making some of the meals and working out and we'd be doing a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. So so, no, I, I think in this time. Um, 
it really does, I mean, come down to such an individualized thing of like personalities though too, mm-hmm. you know, of like, we were just talking about this yeah, yesterday for, um, where it was like, you know, my personality doesn't want to be told like, Hey, you should, you should try and find more time to meditate. It should be like, get your game face on. You got this. You're doing amazing. You know, like, and, um, I do think that in general, I don't make big decisions without talking to you Mm -hmm. first. Like a lot of things get run by you. The amount of trust that has been built, um, knowing like okay you're not a chiropractor you're not there but like i do leave a lot of space for like your opinion on mm-hmm. things and heavily weighted yeah and i would say that that's grown over time too so yeah. that's it's just time and communicating mm-hmm. it's talking it's like i think that's what on the biggest takeaway from this entire thing all the questions is going to be we ultimately trust each other we ultimately respect each other. We offer a lot of grace. Some of us offer others more than others, but it's you to me. Um, and we talk constantly. Talk. And a lot of drinking. Yep, that helps. <laughs> um, okay, the next question is what's your, everyone wants to know like kind of what your support role is. Um Tony wants to know, um, why don't you have your own podcast? God, I don't even know what I would talk about. I mean, I I have a lot of things I'm interested in, but I think if I talked about all the things that I'm interested in, I would be on a government watch list. um, It'd be like Kirby read a book this week. That would be the name of your podcast. Oh, yeah. And it would just be, but to bring it back to me and our business, do you know how mad I would be? If you didn't get like a Facebook ad running or like, oh, yeah, but my podcast was done or I had to finish my book for your podcast. Oh, yeah. It would just feel like. (laughs) So basically how we've set it up is that all of my priorities are the number one. That's sad. This is a good therapy session. Damn it. You're the worst. Um, Okay. Uh, we're so going past all these funny fake Tony. Yeah, questions. Tony just submitted like six <laughs> questions. Rattle off Tony's questions. Um, I like them. why do you guys take up all the reservations at Sundara? <laughs> He's just pissy because he tried taking Christina there, but like didn't know you had to book three months in advance. Oh, um, what's Kirby's batting average this year? You weren't as good this year, were you? Uh, I started the season really good. I had. Three doubles in the first game. Yeah. And then I had a couple off games. I walked more this year, got hit by a couple pitches. Answer the question. What was your batting average? Uh, probably a bad year. Probably 350. Yeah. Man, I married. He's 400. No, I don't know. I, I almost hit 500 in a whole, for a whole year once. Okay. Uh, last ridiculous question. What shampoo do you use, Kirby? Um, I use a special shampoo for thinning hair. It's Aveda. Uh, it's from Aveda. Um, I forget what it's called. Invadi. But I think I think Tony's already passed the thinning. Yeah, hair he's back to the thin hair point. Okay, two more real questions. Okay, and then we're done. How do you? I don't know that we are equipped to be answering these questions. How do you provide constructive criticism without fighting? 
No. You don't. You don't provide constructive criticism to the queen. Um, one thing that I've noticed this week especially is we have a um, we have an office manager who is heavily involved in mm. keeping things running smoothly. It's kind of a newer role that we have. Um, we have so many CAs now. We need six, someone. Six CAs. Um, and she understands me deeply and yep. trusts that she can basically ask questions and stop me like almost like you would in a respectful way. Yeah. But like, and so that has really helped having two of you going like, uh, actually you're moving the target on the team. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then you're both like, yeah, yeah, you are. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> we had to remind you that the goals that we currently have had to be moved because you asked us to two months ago. And yeah, so so no, that is. Uh, I, I receive criticism actually decently well. I think <laughs> you're making a face as if I don't. I would say because I don't go. That's a bad idea. Mm, oh, I've yeah, I've never gone like uh really yeah I, that's not gonna I, I don't ever say that's not gonna work i don't say that's a bad idea or here's a better idea mm-hmm. i ask questions mm-hmm. um so I which ask, validates that i've been heard yep i ask uh and this is a big one that i like telling our team too because like when you're in idea mode you might ask a bunch of things but you they're already executing what you already asked i go what I was planning to work on was this. Does this take priority over that? So it reminds you of your previous good idea idea, and that that hasn't been executed yet. And we might need some time to like see the effect of one for the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if we formally give criticism to each other. I'm just trying to think like, of like what you would criticize. I mean, you um tried criticizing my morning routine but it was by and even that wasn't like you're doing the wrong thing it's i've read or i've seen people talk about or have you tried right now you're experiencing a lot of stress i would love it if you tried this it might help Mm -hmm. like it's not like you're doing it wrong you're a dummy yep um as far as a lot of my criticisms tend to be in like wording or like aesthetics of stuff so i've gotten um i've learned to try and be less like wishy-washy so like i'll just if you did an ad and i looked at it i won't go like "Mm, i don't like it you know like goddamn frustrating right so i have gotten very um good at going like I feel like that font is a little too blocky and I don't like how it transitions. It's really harsh. Um, And she, you know, like um, it is more difficult with verbiage because a lot of times you'll throw a draft out. Mm -hmm. um, And sometimes I will just take a draft and I'll rework it. Or I might say, like, I feel like it is too soft and needs to be a little more direct. But again, it's still Mm -hmm. giving you very like I would like to see more direct like we help this and less like it's possible we can or, you yeah. know like type of thing yeah so very direct advice but yeah. you've learned to not get emotional about it yeah i used to be very precious about my art projects anytime i shoot a video <laughs> or 
or do an <laughs> Mom ad. doesn't like it. But, but I think that is the thing. We learned that. I'm with, a direct communicator. Yep. And, and with constructive. So like you got more, you got more clear about what you wanted and I got less precious about things because yeah, when it was like, you know, I'd spend four hours on a minute long testimonial and you'd be like, I don't like it. And it'd be like, what don't you like? <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Um, so again, offer each other communicating, offering each other grace and learning and learning. Just And I think just always starting from, uh, it's about supporting the other person, about achieving the goals that you've already agreed on mm -hmm. and not getting your way. Like if you can achieve the goals and you don't get any credit or it's not exactly how you wanted, are you going to be okay with that? Because if you can't, if you answer that question, you go like, no, it has to be my way. Well, then, you know, you're just being an asshole and you need to settle down. Yeah. Yep. It's going back to trusting that you both are heading the same direction mm -hmm. and you both want the same thing. More money. I mean, more, <laughs> I mean, more impact. Sorry. Spacer for a second. Quality family time. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Happiness, deep joy, a connection. Right. We all want the same <laughs> things. Okay. Last question. How do you find balance working together? I'm an Enneagram 8. So eights are difficult. Mm -hmm. Eights are difficult humans. I have a lot of eight in me, um, but I am a three. Um, it, it's kind of sums up all of the answers could come down to like, you learn your spouse, you learn yourself, um, go back and listen to the Enneagram episodes, like understanding, like it's part of why I'm obsessed with the Enneagram is because mm -hmm. knowing what you are helps me work with you better. Mm -hmm. Knowing what I am helps me understand, like, you know, I can understand where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm really being a three right now. Like, okay, I can see that. And I can, you know, so like understanding the personalities is huge because I feel like it allows you to give so much grace yep. of like, he's not being lazy. He's procrastinating because he hasn't found inspiration yet. Mm -hmm. Like, He's not doing it the way I would because he doesn't need this like type A framework before he moves forward or, you know, like. Yeah. And, and I think with that, there's it doesn't it obviously doesn't need to be just the Enneagram. But that key thing of understanding where your partner's coming from is really big and what their default mm -hmm. of, of how they come at things, because that clears up so many problems in communication when you go, oh, they just see the world this way. It's not that they see it exactly like I do and they're choosing to be mean to me. Right. It's that they, it's not <clears throat> that they don't think I know what I'm doing. It is a big thing that like, you know, I talk a lot about how chiropractors have more chips on our shoulder mm -hmm. than a Taco Bell. <laughs> like <laughs> Taco Bell doesn't even have chips. Um, you know, like the Dorito crunch wrap thing. Don't get sidetracked. Um, so like make sure first and foremost, if you're the chiropractor, that you don't you're not carrying any ego into your relationship. 
Or if you're the finance and marketing degree and your spouse is the chiropractor, that you're not carrying ego in of like, just you don't even know, like listen to my spreadsheet. Um, So making sure that you're dropping that ego of like, I'm a real doctor. My opinion should just like matter. And like, because that will just have no place for it. Well, and I would say on that point, having something that you having a mechanism to check your ego and doing it often or to Mm -hmm. have like a reflection. So whether that's a trusted friend who will tell you like it is and not just go, you know, yes, whatever you say, he's an idiot. You're right. Like having a good friend like that, having a therapist um, or having some kind of like journaling or prayer practice that challenges you to be honest in a way that you might not be able to in the moment. Because if all you're doing is having that argument and feeling more and more self-righteous and you don't sit down and have a journal go, what am I wrong about? And you have to think and do that. I don't know how many times arguments have been saved or never even happened because I was upset about a situation Then I read some stoic philosophy and have to like humble myself and then go, Jesus, I was building that up. Like I was building a storm that you might not have even known existed. And it was in me, not in the situation necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What was I going to say? I was going to say something about bond. Oh, uh, something I, we, so we don't have good boundaries. We'll talk about that kind of in closing, but I do recommend in addition to knowing each other, knowing like really, really well, what is their stress default? How do they like criticism? How do they individually prefer that I present new ideas? Um, You know, knowing all that, but also do like set quality time where you guys can get past the big like the day-to-day stuff. Mm -hmm. So like an annual retreat is really, really important where you can... And tax deductible. And tax deductible. Sit and look and go like, okay, this is where, this is what we did last year. This is what our goals are for next year. Like goals for our family. Like in that should be like, are we working towards getting mom home more? Are we working on dad having more autonomy so he can start, you know, the photography hobby he wants or, you know, Mm -hmm. like just you should have, if you're going to be co-life people have that time where you almost approach your marriage in all of its aspects as spouses, as like the business is a branch, but you know, view it as a, that like you know like okay so since we do work together how is this going to work with like parenting and this and all of that and with that you know when you're talking about like reflecting i would say another big thing is celebrating wins of it's very easy to constantly move on to the next problem and the next goal and if you don't have that gratitude it can wear down the business and your drive for business and your relationship of if it just always seems like you're facing problems together, there's something bonding in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you never come up for air and go, we, you know, hit hundred patients for the first time, we hit 200 patients for the first time we hired our first, like if you don't take a moment to celebrate those and go, look what we did, 
you just always feels like you're facing the next uphill. Mm-hmm. You need to turn around and look how high up you are already. Yeah. So, and I mean, a large part of, I'm surprised we haven't talked about this yet, but a large part of why it works, it, this works, even though we're being super... It's crazy. totally working. It's totally fine. working, guys. We're fine. fine. We're fine. No. Um, is because we don't have you in unrealistic roles. We don't have you being our front desk CA. We don't yeah. have you... like. And not look, saying people couldn't have that. I'm just not the right personality no. for it. And I would not Yeah, it's not looking like at that. what is your strengths and how can you support the business where you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you have a need for a tech guy, if your guy or your girl don't like tech, like, just yeah. because they're married to you doesn't mean, like, that that's the best role for them. And so, you know, working together can work as long as it makes sense based on their strengths and yeah. what's in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, last, last thing. How would you answer if somebody said, how do you guys establish healthy boundaries around relationships, being parents and spouses and coworkers? Uh, we don't. I know. We, I mean, we kind of do. Like, Is it? Okay. So I know how you would answer it. You would go, well, morning time is like morning time. We spend time together as spouses and then our kids wake up and then we're parents. And then I kiss them goodbye. And when I get to the office, now we're coworkers. And all right, Clark, do you have that TPA report? And like, you know, like, but is anybody actually doing that? I find that... But I'm a workaholic, so yeah. that's where it's hard because I'm a three, and it's like, yeah, some people can go on vacation. And we, we do many things of, like, we do eat dinner as a family every night around a table with no phones and no mm-hmm. TVs on. Like, we have our rituals with the girls where we are. I would say from 5.30 to 7.30, we are quite present, and we are very much a family. And that is, like, a very nice reset every day. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like you and me, we have very porous boundaries of letting business come into other time. Usually what'll stop it is we'll be solving a business problem and then you'll go, I'm sick of talking about this. And then we'll watch TV for the rest <laughs> of the night. Um, yeah, business blurs across all things for us, but I think because we're both in it and it's both of our lives and we're pushing in the same direction so well mm-hmm. that it hasn't caused problems. Like if you, if we had separate jobs and we went to dinner and all you did was complain about your business and I was just like, I, I can't help you. I don't know what to do. And you're ruining dinner. It would be a problem. But since it's like, where were we on that? Did you talk to that person? Okay. That's going to be handled. Well, I, I just can't trust my ADHD to have clear boundaries. I'll be like, oh, it's dinner time. Don't don't bring it up. You know, it's like putting out fires at the moment. But I think, all right, so here's a spin on it. Like if, so a big trigger or indicator that would indicate. <laughs> right. Something that would indicate we were failing at this and needed clearer boundaries. So let's mm. say. You know what? You can't talk about work before bed because you just get in fights and then it ruins Mm. time that's supposed to be like spouse time. Like, okay, we could either put a rule and be like, all right, 
No talking. But is that the root of the issue? Like, yeah. if you if have to make, like, so the... many, like, people, when they come up with boundaries, I feel like it's very rigid timelines of when you're allowed mm-hmm. to talk about a certain thing. When you're allowed to be coworkers. No, right now we're spouses, so love each other and kiss each other. Like, okay, that doesn't work in yeah. reality. So I feel like... If you find yourself coming to like, we need to have these rules around when we're allowed to do this and when we're allowed to solve these things, you're not getting to the root of kind of the bigger issue of like, okay, why is all of this energy storing up throughout the day and needing to come out at night? Do, Do you guys need to have a like a midday check-in more like mm. should we be going to lunch and like talking about you know like just yeah. really figuring out you know like no business talk at the at the table the dinner table well it's like well because that's not because it's a rule but because when else am I going to connect with my kids I'm like yeah. tell me about your day yeah like and they're not running around like no you have to sit here and eat and tell me about your day and like yeah it's almost boundaries by like addition versus subtraction of like i want quality time with our kids it's not i can't talk about business during this time it's that's the time that we get to spend the best time Mm -hmm. so so that's inserted and i think it's more about um not it's about the boundaries of the person almost in the moment of like when you are just really tired about talking about something and I can tell you're exhausted. It's like, I don't want to force that's not comfortable or fun or productive Mm -hmm. to go like, no, we need to solve this now. Um, And in the same way of if we have interpersonal stuff where you're frustrated or you don't like something and I have hurt feelings about it, like you don't want to hurt me. So that's like a boundary of, okay, I'll learn to communicate better as a business person because I don't want to hurt the person I love. Yeah. So it's more boundaries along like loving, respecting and wanting the best for each other versus like rigid business rules. Yep. Agree. There we go. We don't have to change anything. We're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm out of questions. We did good. Anything burning, any final takeaway? Hmm. I think so many issues are pre-resolved by having big, hard conversations up front about what the purpose of your marriage is, what the purpose of your business is, and how you support each other and coming from a place of how can I be better for them and not what they're not doing for me. If you have that attitude and you've had those big conversations, I think so many things resolve themselves because you have a framework. Agreed. I love it. And just knowing that my ideas are the best and the most important. Mm. (laughs) All right, Slayers. I hope that this episode was, um, I don't know, fun, at least, even if it wasn't helpful. Uh, But now you know Kirby's batting average. Um, If you clicked on this because you're like, yeah, I want to know more. Um, uh, My very, very good friend, Christy Wick, just came out with an episode. She has a, she is a powerhouse female chiropractor and her husband is not a chiropractor. He's awesome though. Oh, 
He's so great. We haven't we haven't seen him in a long time. Nope, I know. It's because he said he didn't like you. And they have the coolest game room at their house. Yep. But it's like vintage video. Her games. anyways, stop tangenting. <laughs> her podcast is called Illuminate Your Practice with Dr. Christy Wick. Um, and the episode is number 47. It's her most recent. By the time this comes out, it'll be her probably her second one though. Um, from I do to biz partners. And I have no doubt knowing how much uh, value that she gives that. I'm excited to listen to it because I saw it dropped. We're recording this on Friday and it dropped today or yesterday, yesterday. but we had already had this one scheduled. So I was just like, ah, and then I knew I was like, don't listen to it. Cause I don't want to like be in, you know, it's like comedians don't watch people that they're oh, susceptible yeah. to copying. Like, I didn't want to, like, say the same things or go down the same roads. Yeah, so we'll listen to it now. Cool. All right. Until next week, She Slayers. Bye. Bye. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients, Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>